Welcome to the GXM podcast, where we explore news and topics around video game music and the intersection between the game and music industries. We aim to publish fortnightly, so please be sure to subscribe and also do spread the word. I think word of mouth recommendations are going to be really helpful to us at this stage. My name's Thomas Quilfell. I work for Laced Records and also podcast with the Kane and Rince podcast crew. And joining me is Matt Ombler, who is dying of flu or COVID, we're not quite sure, who is a video game music journalist formerly and now Laced Records. What are you? What are you? Head of gaming, head of gaming and music partner. Listen to how bad I sound. <laughs> this is this is horrendous. Sounds like you've hired like a mafia boss or something to work for Laced. Um, I am head of gaming and music partnerships, so I identify opportunities for Laced clients where we can connect with gaming adjacent music artists, which is lots of fun. I can't wait to hear how this is going to sound once you've mastered it. I think this might be my best. <laughs> this might be my best episode yet. You have got quite a deep voice anyway, so I don't think it's, it's, it's not like too much where it's like, when I get a cold, it's and then you can sing bass parts. So I normally I'm a, like a baritone tenor, but then being able to sing a bass part when you just got this horrible cold. Uh, what what have you been listening to, playing in the last couple of weeks? We've, we, we're, we're, I think we're a week or two behind with this one mm. and people will find out why shortly, but uh, what have you been doing since the last record? Well, I have recently re-downloaded Fortnite and I've been playing as you might be able to imagine a lot of the Fortnite festival and jam modes uh, but I'm going to save that until later and I just want to shout out one very specific track Do you know when you find a new track and you just kind of fall in love with it and play it over and over and over and over again I do yeah until it's just stuck in your head that track has been a new Pokemon tune featuring <laughs> the Yoaserbi Vocaloid. So again, just a Vocaloid, like a voice kit, like a virtual artist. It's not a real artist, but this scratches my like funky, jazzy music that I like, but also combines it with just this. I'm not a fan of EDM or whatever, and I wouldn't call this EDM, but it's electronic music. It's decent. It was put out to celebrate the first anniversary of Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. And honestly, it's just an absolute tune. <laughs> it's so, so, so good. Excellent. I've been um, diving into Demon Souls, the remake, because we've got that coming up on Kane and Rince. Talos Principle 2, and I love the Talos Principle. I love Crow Team. Uh, I don't know, I haven't got very deep into the game, but um, I do love Damian Moranovich's music for the first game laced worked on it we did the vinyl so i listened to it a lot but i really really love it and uh, i published a interview with tim wright at cold storage about the early years of wipeout you know his seminal score for the for the 90 96 95 racer um which was just all style you know such a stylish game at the time it's impossible to play it properly until a couple of sequels but you know, it's when Sony and the play, the Sony UK's marketing team decided that they had to change the game up to sort of differentiate from from Nintendo and Sega, and they associated PlayStation with club music essentially. And the irony being that Tim had never been to a club, so his dev team dragged him out on the town, and uh, he kind of got the idea and made an, some absolutely banging tunes. And they've got he's he's just released a. A vinyl for that and some t-shirts and posters and stuff like that uh under a, the the album is called zero gravity it's got some remixes by code nine and others so people should definitely go and check that out and then matt even more incredibly you know that i admitted that i was not a great fan of jazz uh music video game covers and uh just you know arrangement albums yeah well that was until I heard the 8-Bit Brass Band, who I was sort of vaguely aware of. Didn't they win a Grammy or something for like Best Arrangement Album? Was that them? 8-Bit Big Band. Anyway, so so I heard a snippet of this Sonic the Sonic Racing tune, it might have been. Sonic Something about uh, the yeah. sunshine, uh, Richard Jake's one. And it's just amazing. It's so cheerful. It's so fun. It's a big band. It's got an amazing vocalist. Can you feel the sunshine? Does it brighten? Don't you feel that sometimes you just need to run away? Reach out for the sunshine and forget about the rain. Oh, just think about the good times and they will come back again. 
so then I checked out the album and two of my there's this um trend at the moment with musicians who can really play in America there's kind of like Corey Wong and Jacob Collier yeah. who's English actually but um there's a band called Lawrence there's Snarky Puppy there's there's all these kind of bands that that are made up of people who actually studied their instruments not that that's the only way you can you can approach music of course but I'd, I'd recently fallen in love with this band Lawrence who are brother and sister kind of duo with a with a band and um, they turn up on this uh, Marvel versus Capcom the take me for a ride like a sort of extended version extrapolated version of that song and I couldn't believe it. I didn't even know until I heard their voices on the track I was like hang on a minute and then I went to see Dirty Loops, who are another mm. one of these kind of bands who can like really play. And the vocalist from Dirty Loops turns up on the album as well. So it's it's it just hit all of my buttons all at the same time recently. And I'm totally in love with it and the uh, the big band vibes. So consider me somewhat converted, I think. Listen, I don't know how much you've listened to, but just try and listen to everything the 8-bit big band has ever done right okay because even like i said because i interviewed um charlie the band leader a while ago one of the first things i said to him was one of the earliest songs that they did is a song called i am impact from mystical ninja starring german which is like a relatively obscure like platformer on the n64 from the german series which was never really popular in the west it was always like a really big japanese ip but i was just like the fact you've chosen that song like shows you know your stuff. Do you know what I mean? You're not kind of just picking the... Because there's a lot of like persona songs they've done as well, which naturally transition to big band jazz quite well. Yes, that's true. But there's some other songs where it's like they are not the first picks that you'd normally take for that kind of thing. So yeah, amazing. And they've got some budget now and I th- they seem to have tapped into this. Uh, they were probably already tapped in. I'm, I just wasn't aware of this kind of YouTube muso-industrial complex is what yeah. I call it. The sort of <laughs> like I wouldn't... I wouldn't be surprised or stunned to see Jacob Collier turn up on their next album or whatever that type of um, kind of YouTube music personality. They've had they've had similar. So they had a guy called Adam Neely. Oh yes, who makes um, like music theory and analysis. He's a big muser, but he also plays. I know him from. Um, he plays bass in a band called Sungazer, who were just like my mathy proggy kind of electronic just weirdness but yeah just seeing him pop up and it was a remix of um lost woods but entirely <laughs> led by him on bass So again, just a really nice way to take Saria's song and just be like, oh, now it's a song like led by the bass guitar, which again, like you just wouldn't. It's just brilliant. Excellent stuff. Right. Well, we should get onto the news. Matt, we've met each other in person lots of times before, but we were together last Wednesday uh, for the Laced kind of company lunch where we recorded a few different bits and interviews and we tried to record this beginning bit uh, for uh, for the show to give it a bit of a live feeling but unfortunately the segment we recorded on Fortnite just got completely out of date within minutes really yeah uh, so Fortnite recently kind of did a teaser and then built up to this announcement of an announcement which was going to be turned out to be three new game modes and they had Eminem smashing the stage as a giant and things like that and it turns out that psionics which of course epic i I think part owns or owns which is the rocket league people they've made this game rocket racing they released a a staggeringly deep it turns out minecraft equivalent uh you know with lego which is one of the largest toy brands in the world so it's like lego minecraft in Fortnite. it's like the worlds collide and then harmonics uh, have have their contribution is i don't even know what it is you're going to tell me what it is but it's called Fortnite festival is it and it's it's a rhythm game essentially it's harmonics getting back to what they know best at the moment it's good it's very simple so I think we've got to remember that from now 
going back to like five, six years ago, we've spoken a lot about the evolution of rhythm games, right? So we've now got rhythm games like Metal Hellsinger, where they're not just rhythm games, they're combining rhythm game mechanics with mechanics from other genres. So with Metal Hellsinger, that's a first-person shooter combined with rhythm game mechanics. And something like that is really fun to play with a controller, right? We briefly touched on this. There are still rhythm games that work with a controller. You pointed this out. Final Fantasy Theater Rhythm, they're really fun games to play still, but I think that's because the match mechanics with how you match the beats, with how you hit, there's a little bit of variance going on with there. Do you know what I mean? You need to move things up and down and stuff like that. So I spent some time with Fortnite Festival, enjoyed it. So I guess just to give a very brief overview, you launch the game through the Fortnite ecosystem. So the same way that when you load up Fortnite, you've got all of these games to choose from. So you've got your Battle Royale option there. You've got a load of epic made games as well. So ranked Battle Royale, other Battle Royale modes where you can't build bases. You've then got all of the Unreal Editor for Fortnite modes, which are user-created experiences. And then you've got these new ones as well. So Fortnite Festival, you go in, you get to like a main stage kind of thing, and there's a little computer desk there with a with a like stage hand like techie as well which i liked who like if you've got any questions or if you want to sync um look at your sync options if it's not displaying correctly and you feel like you're tapping off beat you can change all that there are at the time of writing 34 songs ranging from the likes of Billie Eilish to Fallout Boy, Florence and the Machine, Machine Gun Kelly, Queens of the Stone Age, The Weeknd, who was like the big highlight of this, who has essentially launched it, um, and then a couple of songs as well created by in-house composers at Epic Games. Four difficulty settings, and it's essentially like playing Guitar Hero without a guitar, right? at the time of writing. Like, whether you play drums, guitar... You mean rock band? Rock band or guitar hero, it's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? It's the same, you're just pressing buttons. So if you were to play either of those games without an instrument, that is what it's like at the moment. As you've said, there are plans to launch instruments in the future, which I think will change a lot of things. I guess the main thing that Epic needs to consider now is... Like, what is the price tag for something like that? Do you know what I mean? Because we've all seen the price of these guitars, which were available on, like, Xbox 360 and even PS4 um, and Xbox One and stuff. You can pick them up for, like, a tenner now or 15 quid, you know, in, like, cash converters and charity shops. So are consumers going to um and ah if they decide to release a load of new... Per- I don't know, would you, would you... What would you think to pay in... 40 50 quid for a plastic guitar in this day and age i probably wouldn't yeah um unless it was very child unless there was a really compelling reason for my for to get the kids involved basically yeah so if it was kid friendly if there were kid versions of the peripherals Mm. if i i don't know i don't know the game would have to be spectacularly well reviewed like yeah it's tricky and 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 know that it was going to last long enough and there was going to be appropriate songs again for the family because that's just the stage of of life i'm at if i didn't have a family i don't know yeah it feels like the as we said with our thing it feels a little bit like the rock band time has passed but you know it's a big it's a big audience and um, it looks like a serious effort to bring it back this takes me on to my next point there is the Fortnite festival main stage mode which is where the main rhythm game is. And then there's this other mode, which is, it's had a bit of attention from press, but it's not getting spoken about in the same kind of way. It's not getting the same amount of attention. So there's another game mode called Jam Mode. And this is absolutely wild. I spent some time playing it earlier and it literally blew my mind. They have got stems for the vast majority of these tracks. And if you either unlock these songs via the game's battle pass or buy them and they cost 500 v bucks each which i think is around the equivalent of like four or five quid what you can basically do is log into this jam mode find a stage get on this stage and then once you get on stage you kind of don't know how you can do like emerts in Fortnite, and you can do dances and stuff like that yeah rather than those emerts coming up you get a selection of instruments so either vocals bass guitar or drums And then you can choose the songs that you want to play and what instrument you want to play from those songs and it'll just start playing. But that's not the most impressive thing is. The most impressive thing is the fact that you can change the tempo, you can change the key and you can change the mode for this song or these songs all in real time. So the band leader, which I think is chosen randomly, 
they get to dictate tempo changes and it's literally just like a slider. Do you know what I mean? So you're playing the song and you can just slide up and down the tempo. So is that just for the lulls or, or why would you change this about? Just, I think just for the just for the lulls to see what you can create because... So are you doing the rhythm game as well? No, so this is completely separate from the rhythm game. So this is just like a jam mode kind of thing where you just have fun. That sounds like the more compelling thing because yeah, it's, it's exactly. not just rock band in Fortnite. That sounds like the where some excitement could grow. A- exactly. I described it earlier as just like organised chaos. <laughs> like because I was jamming earlier and I was playing like the riff from Mr. Brightside, The Killers. There was someone else playing White Stripes, um, Seven Nation Army and just playing that. Oh, were they beat matched? The, the, everything beat matches, yeah. Hmm, okay. And you can imagine, like, the first thing I did was like, well, uh, Lady Gaga as well, Bad Romance. I was like, how bad can I get her voice to sound? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, See, that sounds more like, F- I mean, I didn't play Fuser, but that sounds a little yeah, bit more like Fuser. So, it does. So it, it makes sense within the context of what Harmonix has done before. But man, what, what a feat. I mean, we're obviously not privy to this stuff from, like, a legal perspective, but I cannot imagine how complicated it must be to get stems for all of these artists and then basically say players will do what they want with them well you can use ai I and mean, there are websites now you can use ai yeah to separate things out and i think possibly the size the sheer size of the audience for Fortnite, mm. which is enjoying you know massive sort of player retention after this you know new modes added and it's worth reiterating the lego sort of survival minecraft thing is is like really deep and being well received by the press and stuff so this is an enormous launch of essentially three significant games within the Fortnite platform which takes us one step to the metaverse whatever that is blah 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 um but the power that epic has now presumably it's not difficult to convince these artists that no they're going to get in front of a young massive audience and okay they're going to tear your song apart but are are these well-known tracks are they all like very well-known bangers oh yeah literally so so i had a look at the store earlier and I mean, I'm quite out of touch now with Fortnite, so I was trying to get my head around how the battle pass works. But I looked in the I looked in the Fortnite shop, and I couldn't see 34 songs in there. But with the jam mode, you only get two songs to start with because you've got to equip them like as part of your loadout. Do you know what I mean? You can only select the songs that you've equipped when you go into the game. Yeah, and I think you've got room to equip eight jam songs in total. Otherwise, it'd just be like a cacophony of just like horrible noise. But there, w- there was only I think about 15 or 16 tracks in the shop so that's either they haven't been able to get it from everyone or it'd be too expensive i guess to get from everyone or they just didn't want to get it from everyone do you know what i mean because there's enough there but there's a lot of i think there's more songs in there composed by epic composers but yeah it is it's absolutely wild and and this i I just kind of think you know what i mean if it's launched like this with so much freedom now where do they go from here where do they take it what can what can they do with this uh, but I'm thinking back now, if I was, when I was perpetually online, when I was like 15 or 16, this is the kind of stuff I'd be playing with my friends now. Do you know what I mean? Like, especially as a musician, mm. I'd be going, let's see what we can make. Let's just play around with this. It'll be interesting to see if they end up incorporating any of that door stuff or just the synth stuff into this. Do you know what I mean? Like, because recently they put all of those new synths and just basically music creation tools into Unreal Editor for Fortnite. But to bring them and position them alongside harmonics and what they're doing with this kind of stuff, I think that would be a really smart move. Yes, it's I, I'm struggling, I, I must confess, to, to wrap my, my brain around the sort of ramifications. It's such a sort of huge launch... I had the same yesterday. Slightly, they had the their headlines sort of eaten from them by the GTA 6 trailer, I guess. Yeah, it's difficult to know where what happens next. I will need to get in and there, I think, and, and show the kids and actually try it myself. It'll be the first thing of Fortnite they, they've ever seen. It's the, fir- it's the most interesting thing I've seen Fortnite do, which is both the Lego thing and this combined are more likely to, to, that I'm going to show my kids Fortnite rather than jump around and shoot people. You'll really enjoy it, I think. And again, it's like I was reading about this yesterday 
and I was trying to get my head around it. And it was only once I logged in and kind of figured it out and started playing it with myself where I was like, oh, wow, this is like... Words can't do it justice, do you know what I mean? Because instantly you kind of go, what, everything changes together in real time? Like, does the other stuff change? It's like, yeah, it does, but you need to hear it and see it to understand why it's so impressive. So definitely give it a try. I mean, they've shot their big shot, it feels like. Everything we've been speculating about what harmonics might be doing and and there's been you know against the backdrop of layoffs with epic and the rest of the industry slipping down a little bit two other big things happened first one we're going to talk about is the game awards which happened and lots of uh, complaints and criticism as always happens after the game awards about the uh, sort of ratio of of commercials to actual awards and people being a bit uh, annoyed at that and lack of respect for developers and all of that. Anyway, we know that Jeff Keighley, because of you've interviewed him and, and other places, that he's a great believer in music and live music and the music of video games and stuff like that. So no surprise that there were some big performances there. There's a couple of different things. It's worth noting that at this point that uh, Thumper is getting a sequel. That was the Rhythm Violence game uh, by composer and artist Brian Gibson and team. And they've announced Thrasher, which uh, looks reasonably different. And that's a sort of follow up. And uh, there were a couple of performances. Now, I didn't stay up to watch any of this. I just watched the trailers the next day. So I actually missed the music performances. A couple of big ones, really. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, which is the next biggest game, I think, AAA game to come out. New theme song by the one, the only, Nobuo Uematsu, who I must confess, he I mean, he's my favourite composer of all time. But the sort of recent pop songs, they, they take me a while to kind of warm up to. Sometimes uh, the, the sort of big ballads and stuff, I, I take a little while to uh, to get into, and maybe I need to hear it as part of the game to really appreciate it. I believe it looked like that's going to be Aerith who's sort of performing that in-game mm. uh, and, and there was a live performance of the song, a live reveal, debut of the of the song of the awards. Old Gods of Asgard, who is the, the fake band name or the fake band in Alan Wake universe. What's the name of the real band? Poets of the Fall, is it? Poets of the Fall, yeah. Yeah, so so they did they perform Herald of Darkness, uh, the track from Alan Wake 2, which is... Now the uh, in the top 10 most downloaded iTunes charts, which is impressive. Someone made a really good comment, and I mean, I can't really speak to this because I've not played Alan Wake, but they basically said Alan Wake is a game about like fiction, rewriting reality, and here you've kind of got a real-life rock band who have become a fictional rock band who have now become so successful. As the fictional rock band. <laughs> yeah, do you know <laughs> what I mean? It's just, like, very meta. Well, look, like, Poets of the Fall is a made-up name. Old Gods of Asgard is a made-up name. It doesn't really, you know... There's, you know, so so many artists have had non-de-plumes and, and other bands and stuff. And it is funny, though, in the context of uh, a video game, dumb. And then we got what, what looked to me like, honestly, a Eurovision act doing a mood piece, <laughs> which is really harsh. I don't mean it to be that harsh. It looks spectacular, which is Heilung. They uh, debuted a, a new song from Senuous Saga Hellblade 2. What did you make of the Viking industrial folk group? There's a festival called Arc Tangent that I go to every other year. And the lineup, it's based in um, Somerset, basically. In do you have to hand over your immortal soul as you walk through the gates? You do not have to hand over your beers as you walk into the main festival area, ah. which is an absolute blessing because it's kind of like a small independent festival, but all of the artists are all math rock, psychedelic, black metal. It's just like all very like... Without being derogatory, fringy genres, yeah. Essentially, yeah, but these guys headlined last year and my friend who watched them basically said he had like an existential crisis like because <laughs> i think he was he was like drunk at the time and probably on like other things as well but just the sight and sound of like 30 odd people on stage just doing what is essentially theater do you know what i mean it's not a band it's like a performance thing 
I can't, the one thing I'm looking forward to, banging that same old drum where it's like, now that I've invested in 3D surround sound, but it's like, I'm actually looking forward to put it to, to good use. Do you know what I mean? Because the audio in the first Hellblade game was absolutely amazing. Yes. So I can't wait to play this, crank the volume up and probably be terrified. I mean, in some ways that was the standout thing of the of the whole first game you know yeah. it got critiqued for gameplay and, and, and other elements but it's on my backlog and it just says the word audio next to it because you know that's that's <laughs> why i wanted to check it out so but yeah i thought that was quite amusing i did i did wonder whether the game awards had sort of just suddenly turned into eurovision but i suppose they're a lot classier than that on a serious note though it's a bit of a change from previous game awards because in previous years, we've had some really, really big artists, right? Do you know what I mean? Like, massive artists. And I'm not playing down Halung, and I'm not playing down Old Gods of Asgard, because they're in big games, right? Do you know what I mean? They're not big acts, but they're in big games. But it seemed unusual for a guy who likes profiling, like, Hollywood music so much and connecting those dots. He did that, definitely, with getting Jordan Peele on stage for the Kojima thing, and the, the wear moments like that, obviously. But I don't think that translated the same as the music. Yeah. But it's not going to be the same every year. Did uh, did the music of any of the trailers stick out to you? I think, yeah, in terms of, like, the quality just consistently was excellent. Oh, yes, I, it did, actually. There was a new Don't Nod game, which basically looks like a... A Lost Records, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it just looks like a Life is Strange game, do you know what I mean? And straight away, the music in that, I was like, I'm, I'm in. There's a fictional in-world group i think or it might be a time skip thing where they used to be in a group and they're not anymore and they're looking back and stuff like that uh yeah it looked looked really interesting it's worth mentioning that uh laced put out the digital single for jason graves featuring maluka the trailer song for no rest for the wicked which is coming from moon studios who previously put out Ori in the Blind Forest and Ori in the Will of the Wisps. So I've listened to that song a lot of times because I had to make some of the social <laughs> assets for it. And uh, I guess I've fallen for it in a way. Um, there was just a lot of trailers. There's a load and mm. load of different stuff. I can't remember particularly beyond, I guess, the, the Final Fantasy VII song that was sort of in as part of a trailer as well. Nothing suddenly jumps back to my memory. But uh, yes, as you say, the, the quality was very high couple of other things what's uh what have wu-tang been up to was w did wu-tang have a previous video game wu-tang previously had a game on the ps1 i believe which was in the kind of like golden era of musicians doing licensed games obviously 50 cent also had a couple of games this is something that's been rumored for a while i think the original story broke last year that there was a new fighting slash rpg game being developed around wu-tang clan which sounds absolutely wild if you hear that just on its own you kind of think yeah but then it was mentioned in the same sentence alongside a producer called Just Blaze. I was going to say notably did music for the NBA games, but that would be like knocking him down because notably he's written music for like some of the biggest rappers in the world. Yeah, I was going to say Just Blaze is a big name. Eminem and stuff like, yeah, like he's, he's absolutely huge. So hearing his name attached to it, that's where you kind of go, okay, this, yeah, if there was going to be a video game that is out to push, hip-hop and it's around Wu-Tang then yeah Just Blaze is the kind of guy who would be heavily involved with that so again just rumours called Project Shaolin don't know if that's a code name for now it will be a third person melee orientated RPG complete with four player co-op so that sounds like every game at the moment <laughs> yeah. if there's one takeaway from the game awards is that everything's going to be a third person melee or oriented RPG complete with four player co-op if this is just like a modern day 3d version of streets of rage with rpg elements i am a hundred percent here for it and fun fact interesting fact just blaze was the first composer who was reached out to to work on streets of rage 4 ah. but discussions fell apart over budget apparently <laughs> yeah, yeah they couldn't afford him yeah <laughs> nice little facts <laughs> for you there uh, well they ended up with a, a killer soundtrack anyway, oh it's so. so good so 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 good quick kind of psa i guess is that genshin impact 
uh, is doing a free online concert on December 22nd, and it will be on YouTube, Twitch, TikTok, uh, and and Twitter, X, whatever. For various reasons, I've been listening to a lot of Genshin Impact music. There is a lot of Genshin Impact music. There are albums upon albums, hundreds of tracks. It's like a day's worth. It's like 24 hours worth of music they've released just for one game. Obviously, yes, it's an MMO and it's been a huge hit, but in a couple of years, they've released 24 hours worth of music. It is quite incredible. And they've had the, the LSO, they've had some big orchestras working on their stuff. Uh, this performance will feature the London Philharmonic Orchestra and other inter- international musicians. And yeah, there'll be some apparently animation stuff, AR, mixed reality, that kind of thing um, to liven it up. So that sounds pretty exciting. I think it's 7pm uh, Chinese time, which is about plus plus eight hours, I think 11 a.m. I make that uh, in the UK. Uh, I could be wrong, but uh, yeah, so that's on the 22nd of December. And I think last year's concert is still online to watch on YouTube. When they only had 20 hours of music. (laughs) Yeah, but honestly, the XR and the AR stuff, they did a couple of in-person concerts for this around America last year in kind of smallish, like, theatre venues. But with all of the tech working for the when it was thinking online, and it looks phenomenal. Some of the stuff they're doing where they're transforming, like you've got the musicians on stage and the background is like they're just in a forest and then they're in the sea and all this other wild stuff going on with these amazing scores. It's it is really, really, really good. Well, that's something to look forward to then. And uh, Matt, I've just put rather disparagingly, I've just put robot <laughs> Roblox guff. On the uh, <laughs> on the dock, because there's just various Roblox stories. But to be fair, there are some big um, big names in here. Do you want to just quickly run down? Yeah. What's popping off in uh, Roblox? Really quickly, Nicki Minaj is. Shall I, shall I just repeat how all the media reports on these stories, where it is just simply share. Nicki Minaj and Perla are all heading to the metaverse because I think that's what all the stories ran as. But yeah, Nicki Minaj is um, joining forces with Roblox for Pink Friday too. Cher is also heading to Roblox for the special Christmas Roblox event. And the Soul Publishing and Koku have teamed up to host a virtual concert with the virtual artist Perla. There are probably more Roblox concerts by the time this goes to air. There's going to be more. But they're the three main ones for now. And then I think very quickly as well, thoughts on the five new Sega games that were announced. I say new. They're remasters, remakes. We don't know yet. But just to drop five Sega games like that and just basically say, coming soon. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, presumably the music has to be a a huge part of them so it was crazy taxi which everyone remembers for the offspring and and pop pop punk of the time it was streets of rage five i guess it will be notorious for their soundtrack for their sort of brilliant soundtracks what else was there jet set radio again huge huge music is such an important part of those experiences what were the other two other two were shinobi yeah which is another Yuzo Koshiro has has touched that series as well. Yeah. And Golden Axe, I think, was the last one, which I used to play, blimey, back in like 91 on a PC with a mate. And Golden Axe is possibly the least cool of those five, I would say, the, but but a more traditionally fantasy musically, I guess one would, would guess, unless they go chip tune or, or, or try and like really harken back. But um, yeah, what what an announcement! Really interesting to see the sort of level of production on all five of those. Whether they're going to be big games, medium games, yeah, uh, you know, Apple Arcade games. Nothing, nothing wrong with that. But um, Sega has recently launched a new a new Sonic game on Apple Arcade. Those kind of games where they're tied to a subscription platform that's not the biggest. You always feel like it's a bit too much of a silo for even very good games to kind of break out and spread their word. Apart from Air Twister, which is the greatest game uh, known to man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to download that over Christmas, I promise. And then the most important piece of news, Matt, of course, you must have seen the tweet. I mean, it's gone around the world. Gareth Coker has a rabbit. Oh, <laughs> bless. Bless. Well, obviously, the real biggest thing that went around the world was the Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer, which Matt and I did speak about when we met in person last Wednesday. So we're going to roll that tape now. 
So Matt, did you check out the GTA 6 trailer that was completely ruined by a leak? I know. And then they just stuck it up on the internet and everyone lost that. It kind of felt like it lost that yeah. event moment. Yeah, I mean, it sucks because when you think, like I saw things from Rockstar, like employees saying that all planned, and you would do, right? Do you know what I mean? Like a massive trailer for like a massive game. You'd plan to sit down probably with your other teammates and wait for it to go live and see the reaction. But yeah, it was ruined through a leak, which is, it sucks. It does. But it was a weird trailer because I don't know what I was expecting, but... There's a flavour. Yeah, flavor yeah, 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 yeah. A bit of story stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. I'm going to be completely honest and say I didn't have a clue what the music was. Lucia, do you know why you're here? Bad luck, I guess. Yeah, it, it was a it was a Tom Petty song. He was born in Florida. Yeah. I mean, also, I guess he moved to California and yeah. he was a music artist. You know, famous music artist. Although, is Tom Petty that famous? I think he's well known. I'd never heard. He's well him, known in the music industry, and I think anyone who knows anything about classic rock knows him very well. And he's had some huge hits along the way. Just the just the level down from yeah. the Neil Youngs, the Bob Dylan yeah. kind of thing. So the song was "Love Is a Long Road" off his 1989 album "Full Moon Fever." I'm sure there's more significance to it in the lyrics that, that we don't know about yet or why they chose that. I guess he's a famous Floridian. I listening to the lyrics, it was about a girl. Mm. So again, this is the first GTA game with a female protagonist. So that was like one of the main things I picked up. It probably goes deeper than that. Yeah. 1989, I played Vice City, but I wasn't super immersed in it. So I don't know when Vice City was set. I don't think I we think know. Early 80s. Is it early 80s? Remember, but yeah. still 80s. So. But the game is very modern, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. And, and, and what struck me, they've got what looks like, like a fake social media platform in the game because mm. a lot of the trailer was, was fake videos uploaded by people to this fake in world social media platform was interesting and they, they sort of lampooned as they always do real world yeah. events and, and things like that and then the interesting bit was one of them I think there were there were two girls dancing and it's a social media vo uh, video and the comments the fake comments on the fake video are this is the song of the summer which makes me think and I don't think they were referring to the trailer song they were referring to whatever the song yeah. was playing in that will be playing in that video in the game if it's in there and that's interesting because it makes it seem like they'll they'll do the thing again when they have a virtual in-world artist who might yeah. not be a real-world artist or maybe they will get yeah. model real-world yeah. artists and fl like Floridian rappers or whatever yeah. and put them in the game as both kind of fictional characters but under their own name yeah. so that's interesting so it looks like there'll at least be a sort of a relationship representation of the relationship between social media mm. and music artists in the game story world they had flying lotus as the radio host as one of the radio hosts didn't they in the last gta yeah i'm excited to see who they're going to get for this yeah i mean again like similar to the epic thing whoever they want well, major labels probably, will be falling over yeah, themselves. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're going to be able to get whoever they want. So if they can get Dre to do DLC, do you know what I mean? Like, they're going mm. to be able to get someone big. So I'm excited. Well, several people. I mean, you know, historically, since GTA 3, they've always been keen on hitting different um, genres yeah. quite comprehensively. You know, yeah, you know really when they do a reggae it. station, it is, it is a great yeah. hit to reggae. When they do a new age um, station or a classical station... They go for the, the bangers yeah. of that genre, and they really do their research. And so, you know, that's I mean, that's possibly going to be one of the most exciting things. Is presumably they'll use it as a marketing beat. Yeah, a hundred percent. So on that, they partnered with Circleurka, who were like a big base in Ibiza initially, do these massive parties through a dance label. Rockstar partnered with them back in 2021 to launch Circleurka Records. Mm. So they've now actually got. You know, like a motivation, a musical motivation from a business perspective where Rockstar actually has its own record label now <laughs> with its own artists that they're inevitably going to want to push into the game. Yeah. So it's like, how are they going to balance that yeah. with the big names and that diversity of music as well? Because Circle Oka Records, as far as I'm aware, is still just a dance label. Yeah. So it's how are they going to balance that 
with all of the other genres that GTA is known for, like metal, the amazing yeah. funk stuff they've always done, and even the Do we weird... know, uh, in Metal, uh, in metal Gear, in uh, GTA Online, have they ever launched an original song? Has there ever been a, like a brand new song launched by an artist? I am not sure on that. Because it sounds like that's a possibility they with had, GTA 6. They had nightclub kind of, I don't want to say DLC because it's not DLC because it's an online game, but they had yeah. this nightclub thing where they got a load of artists to basically release music mm. as part of GTA. I don't know if that was original music specifically written for GTA yeah. or if that was more of a hey, we've got this new album coming out, let's yeah. use GTA as a platform to push that out rather mm. than writing music specifically for it. But I'm, I'm excited to see yeah. what's going to happen because, I mean, again, there's so much they can do. I mean, it, it's fair to say, I mean, GTA 6 will be the largest cultural release of all time, movies, anything, games. It will make $3 billion yeah. day one. And a huge part of that will be music, will be the musicians in the game, yeah. the music celebrities around it. And... Um, that's just going to be a huge part of the story. It'll probably be a huge part of the marketing as yeah. well. Music is what brings people to GTA as much as the gameplay to a certain extent. I mean, maybe that's a little hyperbolic. Uh, but. Uh, no, I don't think it is. It's like I never played GTA loads, but mm. I actually went out and bought the soundtracks and stuff separately, and I've still got the Fever 105 <laughs> CD like in my car. Do you know what I mean? Just well, I've got, the, I've got these songs in my brain because I played Vice City, San Andreas, GTA 4, GTA 5, completed all of them. Yeah. So I have these, these wonderful music moments in my head of like, driving a pickup truck through the countryside yeah. in San Andreas with Willie Nelson, yeah. uh, crazy. I don't know if it's his version, but obviously it's a Willie Nelson song. And then flying like a crop duster in the desert in San Andreas. And um, I think it's The Who's uh, Eminence Front just playing yeah. over and over in my head. Jane's Addiction doing the motorbike trials in, I can't remember, I think that's San Andreas think, as well, GTA 4 maybe. I, I think that's the cool thing about... GTA because the power of music is you tie it to these specific moments in your life, right? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like when I yeah. think back to like some of my favorite songs, just in general, it's like that was playing while I was doing this really cool thing, or there was a moment at a festival where this happened, or I was in, I was on a night out and something funny happened, and this song was playing at the same time. Because driving mm. is such an integral part of GTA, and you're doing it so often, and you've only got these radio songs playing while you're driving. I think there's so much insane stuff that's happened like while people have been playing GTA. Like you were saying, yeah. these specific songs have been playing and they just stick with you yeah. because you're not going to forget that specific moment that happened in the game and you're also going to remember, oh, this is the song that was playing at the same time. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, that. Yeah. And I think that's the power well, of everyone it. Everyone remembers Welcome to the Jungle in San yeah. Andreas. Um, you know, there's some huge GTA music. You could you could do a whole series of podcasts on like GTA yeah. music moments because it's just been that fundamental to the game. Even even the weird ones. There's a there's a song in GTA Five that was always playing when you got in the taxis. Yeah, and it's a song called El Sonadita by I think like Los Heriachos Band or something. Mm. And the song is like the most monotonous and like all like annoying song as well. But they're doing something so annoying it stops being annoying. Yeah. It sounds like a Nokia 3310 ringtone where the main premise of the song is just the same note being hit over and over again going bum 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 and it's just that over and over again but it all it would always play in the taxi it was just a funny song yeah People then obviously did the thing where they go on YouTube. So now there's like this random band from like Latin America who like have 30 million or odd players on this song that was just from GTA. It also then kind of becomes me just because it's a really funny song. So I shared it and then a mate listened to it through that and then was also listening to it through GTA. And he was saying every time they had pre-drinks before nights out, they would put this song on. Like when they'd ring the taxi, it's like we've got 10 minutes until the taxi arrives and they just play that song on loop and they'd all just like those final 10 minutes of madness before going out. <laughs> it's just bits like that where it's just funny. Yeah, well, we, we shall see. I mean, there's a long time to go. It's at least 12 months, no, more than 12 months. It could be 18, 2025, I don't think could people be were expecting 18 that. months away from, from this conversation. So, so hopefully we'll hear more. And 
I imagine some of the most interesting conversations from, from a music industry perspective are the conversations happening in the yeah. sync department at Rockstar. The yeah. amount of calls they must be and getting and emails from major labels. And final note as well, obviously with a new instalment, you always go bigger. Yeah. Right? Do you know what I mean? More content, more this, more yeah. that. The GTA 5 radio yeah. was absolutely massive. Mm. They're going to want to make that even bigger for GTA 6. And it's yeah. like, at what point does a radio stop becoming a radio and just become like, do you know what I a mean? Like, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I reckon, though, that they'll have a strong idea of how to keep this game going. So they'll probably launch with, yes, a large hundreds of tracks across different radio stations. But I think they'll probably have a roadmap either internal yeah. or external about adding new, like a, a more steady cadence because they Could. did add and cut stuff to GTA yeah. 5 over the years. And I guess... So they might have like a revolving radio station. That's what I'm... Or, yeah, that would be cool. And then again, pure speculation, but given we're in this era now of games as a service yeah. and traditionally GTA games have always been, yeah, you get some DLC, mm. but you've got the standalone game and then in case of GTA 5, you've got GTA Online yeah. and that's where the new content yeah. comes in. Could GTA 6, considering it's coming out in 2025, are you going to adopt a live service model with that where you've got the main single player or whatever else? Like a hybrid. Yeah, and then yeah. it's just new content keeps getting set in the Vice so. City map, but let's open up a new area there and a new area there and a new area there. Like I, would, every... I would guess so. I would guess so. They've got to keep GTA Online going as a you know as long as they can, yeah. like World of Warcraft, like Destiny 2, like RuneScape, you know, these games that just never yeah. stop. So, um, yeah. Well, we look forward to it. Matt and I were very lucky to meet up with the rest of the Laced Records crew at the company lunch and I opportunistically took some mics down that I could record on my iPhone to varying degrees of quality unfortunately and I grabbed some chats with Matt on uh, Grand Theft Auto as you've just heard. I also spoke to Justin Andre who is a audio director and music supervisor and he does some work with Laced and we talked about some of the projects he's done, some of the challenges that can come from, from being a sort of uh, outsourced audio director and working on different projects. So I hope you enjoy this interview with Justin. Apologies for the loud sounds of a company having dinner a few drinks in, I should point out. <laughs> I um, primarily do a lot of music supervision um, and also a lot of production with various artists, various composers, uh, a lot of editing, trying to push um, boundaries as far as they can be with music and video games and just trying to do stuff that's very interesting. What is a game you've worked on that came out recently that you can talk about? Uh, did some work on Vampire the Masquerade's Blood Hunt, mm -hmm. which was a lot of fun. We got um, a few really cool bands to write some original material, like pretty much in their own sort of style, but that would fit within the world of Blood Hunt. Yeah. Um, which was really great. Worked with some great artists and it gave them a nice little bit of a, a lift and boost in what they're doing. Yeah, and, and was it difficult to find bands that like fit the brand or fit the game or was it actually quite easy? It was quite easy in one sense. I mean, that's like part of the job as a supervisor is to always be looking for interesting artists sort of from what's out there and thinking of who can fit for what but the the world of Bloodhound was sort of very kind of defined and very sort of carefully thought out so it was good it was a good runway to work with to mm. find the right artists and the right composers to work with yeah there's one thing that I can't talk about too much but it features a, a lot of composers and that's some composers from a traditional video game sense in one sense it features a, a band who had never done video games or anything, scoring to picture or anything like that before. Mm. And that was really fun because that was, that was all focused around the idea of rather than getting one person to have to wear many hats and really force themselves in a disingenuous way around in sort of different genres, this was getting people who are really experts at their craft in yeah. particular genres to do really clever things. And what helped is one of the composers that we were working with, who is, I suppose, a very strong producer in his own right as well, 
was really the glue to tie it all together. Like he was able to sprinkle a lot of bit of his magic across everything. And it's made what was at risk of being a really disjointed soundtrack into something really cool and cohesive and something that really really fits and I hope the world can hear it awesome. in the next couple of years. Have you, have you played any games recently or heard any soundtracks that really impressed you? So something that we were uh, talking about uh, over the Christmas lunch not long ago was I, I'm a really big fan of the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack just because I think you, whatever way you play that game, be that use uh, listening to the licensed music or listening to the band Star-Lord or a combination of the two you get a very authentic experience for that and it doesn't matter which option you choose you don't compromise on what your experience of music will be in that game but for anyone who's watched the Guardians films they're quite synonymous with having a sort of 70s, 80s sort of soundtrack to them and they they stuck to that for the game but that naturally brings about complications by means of um, streamers and if you're on Twitch you will get taken down and everything like that so they rather cleverly wrote Star-Lord into it as a band for the game so you now have a narrative tie-in for the music not just a we know that people will want to stream the game so we have to put something else there instead and I think it's great like when I when I was playing through it I kept both bits in there like I would have Star-Lord tracks that would come in at sort of really key moments of the game or I'd have Aha like come in yeah. as well so it was great <laughs> for GTA 6's radio stations what are you hoping for genre wise what's your go-to in, oh. in the previous GTAs I mean like Vice Vice City I loved all of the soundtrack. I mean, that was probably my, um, I think Vice City gave me like my education at the time on like 80s like metal yeah. and I loved that. It really opened the door for me. So I would hope the same thing again. I hope there's like a really nice plethora of options. I would really hope for some stuff that really immerses you like in the world, stuff that will make you feel like you are in Florida or like or whatever Vice City and its identity is for the game. That would be a job that would be so wonderful to be shaping a soundtrack of such a notable game but would also come with such pressure of getting it yeah yeah so yeah, yeah. it would be a, da a daunting but exciting task I would think <laughs> well thanks for speaking to me no you're welcome that's all we have time for on the GXM podcast thank you so much for joining us as we explore the intersection between video games and music please be sure to subscribe and leave us a review on your podcast service of choice especially Apple Podcasts and please do spread the word you can find us on Twitter X Instagram and threads at GXM podcast I'm T Quillfelt on Twitter X that's T-Q-I-L-L-F-E-L-D-T Matt is at Matt Ombler on Twitter X that's Matt with only one T if you've got any feedback please hit us up at gxmpodcast at gmail.com we'd love to hear from you the show was produced by both of us it was edited by me and music is by Zach Foster It will be a third person, merely oriented. <laughs> a third. It will be a third person, merely oriented RPG. <laughs>